0: Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord God. We praise you for today's reading. Today is the 17th of January. Thank you, Father, for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear what you tell us in your word, Lord God. Concentrated effort, concentrated words with your presence in them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, now we start on 17th. Looks like it's Genesis 35:1 to 36:43. Then God said to Jacob, "Get ready and move to Bethel, and settle there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau." So Jacob told everyone in his household, "Get rid of all your pagan idols, purify yourself, and put on clean clothing." We are now going to Bethel, where I will build an altar to the God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings, and he buried them under the great tree near Shechem. As they set out, a terror from God spread over the people in all the towns of the area so no one attacked Jacob's family. Eventually Jacob and his household arrived at Luz, also called Bethel in Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and named the place Al Bethel, which means God of Bethel, because God had appeared to him there when he was fleeing from his brother Esau. Soon after this, Rebekah's old nurse Deborah died. She was buried beneath the oak tree in the valley below Bethel, ever since the tree has been called Alon Bakut, which means Boca Weeping. Now that Jacob had returned from Padam Aram, God appeared to him again at Bethel. God blessed him, saying, Your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. Then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants. And I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Jacob set up a stone pillar to make the place. To mark the place where God has spoken to him, then he poured wine over it as an offering to God and anointed the pillar with olive oil. And Jacob named the place Bethel, which means house of God, because God has spoken to him there. Leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on toward Ephrath. But Rachel went into labor while there, while they were still some distance away. Her labor pains were intense. After a very hard delivery, the midwife finally exclaimed, Don't be afraid, you have another son. Rachel was about to die, but with her last breath, she named the baby Ben-Oni, which means son of my sorrow. The baby's father, however, called him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. Then Jacob traveled on and camped beyond Thou Eder. While he was living there, Reuben had intercourse with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Jacob soon heard about it. These are the names of the 12 sons of Jacob. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's oldest son. Simeon, Levite, Judah, Ishakar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, were Dan and Nephtali. The sons of Silpah, Leah's servant, were God and Asher. These are the names of the sons who were born to Jacob at Padam Aram. So Jacob returned to his father Isaac in memory, which is near Kiriat Arba, now called Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had both lived as foreigners, Isaac lived for a hundred and eighty years. Then he breathed his last and died at a ripe old age, joining his ancestors in death, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. 36 one. This is the account of the descendants of Esau, also known as Edom. Esau married two young women from Canaan, Adah, the daughter of Elon, the Hideite, and Aholibamah, the daughter of Anah, Anna, the granddaughter of Zibion, the Hibayite. He also married the cousins, his cousin Basemat, who was the daughter of Ishmael and the sister of Nebaioth. Adah gave birth to a son named Eliphaz for Esu. Baseman gave birth to a son named Ruel. Oholibam gave birth to sons named Josh, Jalam, and Korah. All these were born to Esu in the land of Canaan. Esu took his wife, his children, and his entire household, along with his livestock and cattle, all the wealth he acquired in the land of Canaan and moved away from his brother, Jacob. There was not enough land to support them both because of their livestock and possessions they had acquired. So Esau, also known as Edom, settled in the hill country of Seir. This is the account of Esau's descendants, the Edomites, who lived in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife, Adah, and Raul, the son of Esau's wife, Basman. The descendants of Elvih, were Taman, Omar, Zebho, Gadam, Gadam, and Kinas, Timna, the concubine of Esau's son, Eliabhas, gave birth to a son named Amalek. These are the descendants of Esau's wife, Ara. The descendants of Ruel were Nahat, Zerah, Shama, Misa, these are the descendants of Esau's wife, Baseman. Esau has sons through Oholi Bama, the daughter of Anna, and granddaughter of Zibion. Zibion. Their names were Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the descendants of Esau who became the leaders of various clans. The descendants of Esau's oldest son, Eliaphas became the leaders of the clans of Teman, Omar, Zepho, Kenes, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who descendants, descended from Eliapas. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Adah. The descendants of Esau's son, Raul, Raul, became the leaders of the clans of ne, Nahatz, Zerah, Shammah, and Misa. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who de- descended from from Ruel. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Basman. The descendants of Esau and his wife, Ohilobama, became the leaders of the clans of Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the clan leaders who descended from Esau's wife, Oholibama, the daughter of Anna. These are the clans descended from Esau, also known as Edom, identified by their clan leaders. These are the names of the tribes that descended from Seir and Horite. They lived in the land of Edom, Lotan, Shobel, Zibion, Anna, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. These were the Horite clan leaders, the descendants of Seir, who lived in the land of Edom. These descendants of Lotan were Hori and Hemam. Lotan's sister was named Timna. The descendants of Shobal were Alban, Manahat, Ebal, Shephol, and Onam. The descendants of Zibion were Aiah and Anah. This is the Anah who discovered the hot springs in the wilderness while he was gracing his father's donkey. The descendants of Anah were his son, Dishon, and his daughter, Ohilabama. The descendants of Dishan were Hemdan, Hishban, Itran, and Kiran. The descendants of Ezra were Bilham, Saban, and Akan. The descendants of Dishan were Uz and Aran. So there were the leaders of the Horite clans, Lotan, Shobal, Sibion, Anam. Dishan, Ezra, and Dishan The Horite clans are named after their clan leaders who lived in the land of Seir. These are the kings who rule in the land of Edom before any king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, son of Beor, who ruled in Edom from his city in Dinhabah. When Bela died, Joabad, son of Zerah from Bozrah, became king in his place. When Joabad died, Husham, from the land of the Temanites, became king in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, became king in his place and ruled from the city of Abit. He was the one who defeated the Midianites in the land of Moab. When Hadad died, Samiah from the city of Masrika, became king in his place. When Samlah died, Shaul, from the city of Rehoboth on the river became king in his place. When Shau died, Baal-Hanan, son of Akor, became king in his place. When Baal-Hanan, son of Akbor, died, Hadad became king in his place and ruled from the city of Pau. His wife was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred, and granddaughter of Mel-Sahab. These are the names of the leaders of the clan's descended from Isu, who lived in the place's named for them, Timna, Alba, Ljethet, Ohobama Ila, Pinon, Kenaz, Teman, Mibzar, Magdeo, and Iram. These are the leaders of the clans of Edom, listed according to their settlements and the land they occupy. They all descended from Isu, The ancestors of the Edomites.
1: Okay. Matthew chapter 12, verse 1 to 21. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. But some Pharisees saw them do it and protested, Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, Haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went up to the house of God, and he, he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread, that only the priests are allowed to eat. And haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? I tell you, there is one here who is even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, If you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored, just like the other one. Then the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus, but Jesus knew what they were planning, so he left that area, and many people followed him. He healed all the sick among them, but he warned them not to reveal who he was. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious. And his name will be the hope of all the world. Amen. Psalm 15one 1-5 Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what's right. Speaking the truth from sincere hearts, those who refuse to gossip, or harm their neighbors, or speak evil of their friends, those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord, and keep their promises even when it hurts, those who lend money without charging interest, and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. Proverbs 3, verse 21 to 26. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them. For they will refresh your soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and you, your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Amen.
0: Amen. all right well let's just uh, in the uh let's read the uh study. God, Genesis 35 and 10. Today's study. God reminded Jacob of his new name, Israel, which means one who struggles with God. Jacob's life was littered with difficulties and trials, but his new name reflected his desire to stay close to God despite life disappointments. Many people believe that Jesus promises a problem free. Consequently, a life gets tough they are disappointed and retreat from faith, and God has, like, if God has failed them. Jesus actually warned his followers that they would be face hard times here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but Jesus offers them hope. Take heart and be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Instead of hoping for a problem-free life, followers of Jesus should hold on to God through life's promises. Promises. And focus on promises of God will come to pass. All is well in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, would you like to read today's uh, Matthew study? Um,
1: okay. It says, In the same way, Matthew 12:17 to 21 In the same way they had expected a powerful kingdom, the Jewish people expected the Messiah to be a political king. Isaiah's prophecy, Isaiah 42, 1-4, showed that the Messiah was indeed a king but illustrated what kind of king, a gentle ruler who brings justice to all nations, not just power to one nation. Like the crowd in Jesus' day, we may want Christ to rule as a king and bring great invisible victories in our lives, but often Christ's work is quiet. If you don't see God at work, don't assume that he's absent. Apparently, subtly, su- um is part of God's character or at least one of his methods remaining faithful will give us a chance to be present when God's work is revealed
0: Amen and Amen Praise God
1: Mm -hmm. You know this one part in Matthew um, number 5 when they're talking about haven't you read in the law of Moses where you know David and his companions went in and they ate the showbread Mm -hmm. it says and haven't you read Amen. in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? He said, I tell you there is one here who is even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of the scripture. Amen. Amen. So it seems to say, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be condemning my disciples, right? Right. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today's
0: reading. Our Father in Heaven, we thank you, Lord God. We praise you for today's reading. Today is the 17th of January. Thank you, Father, for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear what you tell us in your Word, Lord God. Concentrated effort, concentrated words with your presence in them. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Perfect. All right, now we start on 17th. Looks like it's Genesis 35:1 to 36:43. Then God said to Jacob, "Get ready and move to Bethel." And settle there, build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob told everyone in his household, get rid of all your pagan idols, purify yourself, and put on clean clothing. We are now going to Bethel, where I will build an altar to the God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings, and he buried them under the great tree near Shechem. As they set out, a terror from God spread over the people in all the towns of the area, so no one attacked Jacob's family. Eventually Jacob and his household arrived at Luz, also called Bethel, in Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and named the place al Bethel, which means God of Bethel, because God had appeared to him there when he was fleeing from his brother Esau. Soon after this, Rebekah's old nurse, Deborah, died. She was buried beneath the oak tree in the valley below Bethel. Ever since, the tree has been called Alon-Bakut, which means Oak of Weeping. Now that Jacob had returned from Padam Aram, God appeared to him again at Bethel. God blessed him, saying, Your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. Then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation. Even many nations' kings will be among your descendants and I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac yes I will give it to you and your descendants after you then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob Jacob set up a stone pillar to make the place to mark the place where God has spoken to him then he poured wine over it as an offering to God and anointed the pillar with olive oil and Jacob named the place Bethel, which means house of God, because God has spoken to him there. Leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on toward Ephrath. but Rachel went into labor while, there, while they were still some distance away. Her labor pains were intense. After a very hard delivery, the midwife finally exclaimed, Don't be afraid, you have another son. Rachel was about to die, but with her last breath, she named the baby Ben-Oni, which means son of my sorrow. The baby's father, however, called him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. Then Jacob traveled on, and camped beyond Migdal-Eder. While he was living there, Reuben had intercourse with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Jacob soon heard about it. These are the names of the twelve sons of Jacob. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Ishakar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant were Dan and Nephtali. The sons of Silpah, Leah's servant, were God and Asher. These are the names of the sons who were born to Jacob at Padam Aram. So Jacob returned to his father Isaac in Mamre, which is near Kiriat Arba, now called Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had both lived as foreigners. Isaac lived for a hundred and eighty years. Then he breathed his last and died at a ripe old age, joining his ancestors in death, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. 36.1 This is the account of the descendants of Esau, also known as Edom. Esau married two young women from Canaan, Adah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and Bama. The daughter of Ana, Anha, Ana, the granddaughter of Zibion, the Hivite. He also married the cousins, his cousin Basmat, who was the daughter of Ishmael and the sister of Nebaioth. Ada gave birth to a son named Eliphaz for Isu. Basmat gave birth to a son named Ruel. Oholibam gave birth to sons named Josh, Jalam, and Korah. All these were born to Esau in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wife, his children, and his entire household, along with his livestock and cattle, all the wealth he acquired in the land of Canaan and moved away from his brother, Jacob. There was not enough land to support them both because of their livestock and possessions they had acquired. So Esau, also known as Edom, settled in the hill country of Seir. This is the account of Esau's descendants, the Edomites, who lived in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliabhas, the son of Esau's wife, Adah, and Raul, the son of Esau's wife, Basman. The descendants of Elvihas were Taman, Omar, Zebho, Garam, Ganam, and Kinas. Timna, the concubine of Esau's son, Eliabhas, gave birth to a son named Amalek. These are the descendants of Esau's wife, Arah. The descendants of Ruel were Nahath, Zerah, Shama, Misa. These are the descendants of Esau's wife, Basement. Esau has sons through Oholi Bama, the daughter of Anna, and granddaughter of Zibion. Their names were Jeush. Jalam, and Korah. These are the descendants of Esau who became the leaders of various clans. The descendants of Esau's, Esau's oldest son, Eliabhas, became the leaders of the clans of Teman, Omar, Seppo, Canas, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who descendants, descended from Eliabhas. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Adah. The descendants of Esau's son, Raul, Ra'u, became the leaders of the clans of ne, Nahatz, Zerah, Shammah, and Misa. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who des- descended from Ruel. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Basement. The descendants of Esau and his wife, Ohilobama, became the leaders of the clans of Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the clan leaders who descended from Isu's wife, Oholibama, the daughter of Anna. These are the clans descended from Isu, also known as Edom, identified by their clan leaders. These are the names of the tribes that descended from Seir and Horite. They lived in the land of Edom, Lothan, Shobel, Zibion, Anna, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. These were the Horite clan leaders, the descendants of Seir who lived in the land of Edom. Mm-hmm. These descendants of Lotan were Hori and Hemam. Lotan's sister was named Timna. The descendants of Shobel were Alvan, Manahat, Ebal, Shephol, and Onam. The descendants of Zibion were Aya and Ana. This is the Ana who discovered the hot springs in the wilderness while he was gracing his father's donkey. The descendants of Ana were his son, Dishon, and his daughter, Ohilabama. The descendants of Dishon were Hemdan, Heshban, Itran, and Kiran. The descendants of Ezra were Bilham, Saban, and Akan. The descendants of Dishan were Uz and Aran, so there were the leaders of the Horite clans, Lothan, Shobal, Sibion, Anam. Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan, the Horite clans, are named after their clan leaders who lived in the land of Seir. These are the kings who rule in the land of Edom before any king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, son of Beor, who ruled in Edom from the city in Dinghabah When Bela died, Bad, son of Zerah from Bozrah, became king in his place. When Jobad died, Husham from the land of the Temanites became king in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, became king in his place and ruled from the city of Abit. He was the one who defeated the Midianites in the land of Moab. When Hadad died, Samiah from the city of Masrikah became king in his place. When Samlah died, Shaul from the city of Rehoboth on the river became king in his place. When Shaul died, Baal-Hanan son of Akor became king in his place. When Baal-Hanan son of Akbor died, Hadad became king in his place and ruled from the city of Pau. His wife was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred and granddaughter of Mel Sahab. These are the names of the leaders of the clan's descendants from Isu who lived in the place's name of, for them. Timna, Alba, Jethet, Ohobama, Ila, Pinon, Kenaz, Teman, Mibzar, Magdiel, and Iram. These are the leaders of the clans of Edom, listed according to their settlements and the land they occupy. They all descended from Esau, the ancestors of the Edomites.
1: Okay. Matthew chapter 12, verse 1 to 21. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. But some Pharisees saw them do it and protested, Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, Haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went up to the house of God, and he he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread. That only the priests are allowed to eat. And haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? I tell you, there is one here who is even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, Does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, If you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored, just like the other one. Then the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. But Jesus knew what they were planning, so he left that area, and many people followed him. He healed all the sick among them. But he warned them not to reveal who he was. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious. And his name will be the hope of all the world. Amen. Psalm 15, 1-5 Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what's right. Speaking the truth from sincere hearts, those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise evil flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent such people will stand firm forever Proverbs 3 verse 21 to 26 my child don't lose sight of common sense and discernment hang on to them for they will refresh your soul they are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and you, your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked, for the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. Well, this is the in the. uh, Let's read the. study. God, Genesis 35 and 10, today's study, God reminded Jacob of his new name, Israel, which means one who struggles with God. Jacob's life was littered with difficulties and trials, but his new name reflected his desire to stay close to God despite life disappointments. Many people believe that Jesus promises a problem free. Consequently, a life gets tough they are disappointed and retreat from faith and God has, like if God has failed them. Jesus actually warned his followers that they would be face hard times. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but Jesus offers them hope. Take heart and be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Instead of hoping for a problem-free life, followers of Jesus should hold on to God through life's promises. Promises? And focus on promises of God will come to pass. All is well in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, would you like to read today's uh, Matthew study? Um,
1: okay. It says, In the same way, Matthew 12:17 to 21 In the same way they had expected a powerful kingdom, the Jewish people expected the Messiah to be a political king. Isaiah's prophecy, Isaiah 42, 1-4, showed that the Messiah was indeed a king but illustrated what kind of king, a gentle ruler who brings justice to all nations, not just power to one nation. Like the crowd in Jesus' day, we may want Christ to rule as a king and bring great invisible victories in our lives, but often Christ's work is quiet. If you don't see God at work, don't assume that he's absent. Apparently, subtly, subtly, um is part of God's character or at least one of his methods remaining faithful will give us a chance to be present when God's work is revealed
0: Amen and Amen Praise amen. God mm-hmm.
1: You know this one part in Matthew um, number 5 when they're talking about haven't you read in the law of Moses where you know David and his companions went in and they ate the showbread?
0: Mm-hmm. But it
1: says and haven't you read Amen. in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? He said, I tell you there is one here who is even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of the scripture. Amen. Amen. So it, it seems to say, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be condemning my disciples, right? Right.
0: <clears throat>
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today's reading.